Hey everyone, Erica here. Today I wanted to speak on the spirit of envy and jealousy and how this can show up in our lives, what to do about it, how you can go about overcoming this. First of all, let's start off with the definition of jealousy. According to Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Thesaurus, envy is a synonym for jealousy. They basically mean the same thing. To be jealous is to be intolerant of rivalry or unfaithfulness, for example. Her husband was jealous of her flirting with other men. Other synonyms for jealousy include possessiveness and possessory. This also includes being covetous, demanding, mistrustful, suspicious, doubting, questioning. Most people tend to think that the feeling of jealousy is only limited to the feminine, but the masculine experiences this too. Jealousy is a very common emotion, and many people lack the ability to really understand what happens within them when they get jealous. I have experienced this emotion before myself, and to tell you the truth, it was very difficult to overcome. I had to fight my way through, as I did not have the tools at the time to be able to truly grasp the intensity of it and how it could have affected my personal and professional relationships had I allowed it to go unchecked. If you've had the chance to listen to the previous episodes where I shared some information about my religious upbringing as a child, you'll know that I do not consider myself religious. I would, however, like to touch on this topic as it is often spoken of in fundamentalist religion and Christianity in general. You may be familiar with the concept of the deadly sins and it's important that we think of the word sin not as something bad or evil but as the tendency to miss the mark in some way so amongst the deadly sins is envy which i mentioned is akin to jealousy and jealousy is one of the main ways that we lose our center and become distorted in our thinking, feeling, and doing. And so placing psychology into a sacred context here, it is necessary to understand that psychological integration and spiritual realization or growth are not separate as it were. Understanding our behaviors from a psychological and spiritual perspective can help motivate us to look deeper within ourselves and bring further clarity into some of the reasons why we behave and act the way we do. We all received many different unconscious messages from our mother and father, as well as from other significant figures during childhood. Those messages could have had a profound effect on our identity growing up and on how much we were allowed to fully be ourselves. So unless our parents were highly developed, conscious human beings themselves, 
The expansive brilliance of our soul could have been forced to shut down to varying degrees. For example, a person could have been told as a child that it's not okay to make mistakes, it's not okay to have their own needs met, it's not okay to have their own feelings and identity, it's not okay to be functional or be too happy, it's not okay to be too comfortable in the world to trust themselves or to depend on anyone for anything. Or it's not okay to be vulnerable or to trust anyone or to assert themselves. So all of these things have a profound effect on how we experience life in relationships, not just with others, but with ourselves first and foremost. And so jealousy is one of the emotions we experience when we feel something is lagging in us, something fundamental is missing. It can lead a person to feel like others possess qualities that they lack. This person may long for what is absent, but may also fail to notice the many blessings present in their lives. Jealousy, envy, is really a feeling of discontentment and resentful longing that is aroused by what someone else has or experiences. It could be their qualities, their looks, their possessions, and there's a feeling of discomfort that arises from either being around them or simply just knowing them. It's not only tied to personal relationships, jealousy can be experienced in professional and business relationships too, where an individual is unable to stand or withstand the success or impact of another. There is a feeling of discomfort or resentment with the progress and accomplishment of another. These feelings of resentment and discontent at people and at life can turn into illness really quickly because of the emotional body connection. The emotions we feel are not separate from our bodies. Our bodies respond to whatever is going on inside of us, whether good or bad. And so taking accountability for the kinds of thoughts we think as it pertains to the accomplishment of others is a necessary first step in counteracting the emotion of jealousy. There is a reason why we are advised to be careful about what we think and why, because thoughts are powerful they have the ability to affect the way we go about our day-to-day activity. So you'll often hear people say, comparison is the thief of joy. Well, yes, if you are too busy comparing your life to someone else's, you are depriving yourself of actually appreciating the good in your life and comparing your life to an illusion that you see on the internet because We really do not know what goes on in other people's lives, irrespective of what is being shown. One of the quotes I love from Eleanor Roosevelt is that, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. This is very important to understand. The world of social media has made it easy for people to covet what other people have. It is so easy now to become triggered by the perfect photos of others 
especially if you are someone who is of the mindset that somehow you are not worthy of good things. And so this is where faith comes into the picture because faith is about believing in what cannot yet be seen, having unquestionable doubt that someday you will be living out your dreams too. When you are grounded in this way, it becomes so much easier to be able to survive in the world and to thrive because then you are able to trust yourself, your decision making and become resilient. It also gets a little bit easier to celebrate others in their accomplishments, knowing that if it's possible for them, it can be possible for you too. Most women are instinctively motivated by perfection and the need to be perceived as perfect enough to be pleasing and therefore protected and provided for, but not too perfect so as to cause jealousy in other women. This is the source of our drive to improve ourselves and our fear of standing out at the same time. So what do you do if you are the victim of a jealous or envious friendship or partnership? The first thing we need to understand is that while I do believe in the necessity of putting yourself out there and being seen, there shouldn't be a reason for one to feel threatened by other people's perceptions of them. People are often too concerned with their own issues that they are most likely projecting their insecurities on others. Losing focus and allowing yourself to be dragged into petty behavior is a waste of time. All of that energy could be diverted into something more productive. Gossiping and trying to put other people down is also a display of emotional immaturity. Choosing instead to fight the urge to degrade another for their accomplishments is a much more solid and bold move because you're not only taking accountability, but you're showing that you're not confined by the limitations of your personality. We get to decide who we want to become in life. Putting aside the emotion of jealousy is no easy feat because Half of the time, we are governed by our senses. To be empathetic about the feelings of others does not mean that you push aside your own accomplishments to accommodate the insecurity of others. You deserve to shine your light and use that as an opportunity to motivate others as well, showing them that it is also possible for them too. Dimming your light actually serves no one. People who strive for excellence hardly have time to spend engaging in bitterness and hatred with others. They're too busy placing their focus on improving lives and changing the world for the better. Jealousy is really love's greatest enemy and if permitted to dwell within your consciousness, it can ultimately destroy your ability to enjoy your life. As I mentioned, it is the reaction to the fear of loss and this can be overcome through self-observation, that is, noticing when this emotion arises within you and with whom, and then taking the step 
to also observe your reactions or behavior when it arises. And this is not an easy thing to do because it will require you to step out of these self-defeating narratives you may have been telling yourself like, oh, she has such a great husband, she has a great life, I'll never have that. Well, in that case, you then have to ask yourself, what is it about her husband or her life that makes you think you could not experience a similar loving, joyful relationship or lifestyle? Does it have to do with your upbringing? Perhaps the relationship one might have had with their parents or the marriage that they witnessed growing up? When certain experiences occur in childhood, adults who didn't have the tools to process these experiences end up believing that even in later stages in life, they are doomed to repeat those dysfunctional cycles. So this is a fear. It's a fear that has not really been processed yet. And we have to remember that no matter what our past looks like, we can take heart that even the most traumatic childhood experiences cannot damage or destroy our essence, who we are at the core. And so this is usually where prayer comes into the picture. Prayer and self-observation are great tools to help overcome this emotion of jealousy. You can start by simply repeating the following. God is life and God is love. I am life and I am love. I cannot lose love any more than I can lose life. When you are tempted to feel jealous, consider taking a pause. Do something beneficial for yourself and your inner child. Our inner child is always with us, no matter how evolved or advanced we are. There is a playful, joyful inner child within us who is unscathed by the painful childhood experiences one might have had. Consider taking a walk, go for a run, read a a nice book, place your thoughts on something else other than the thought that you are not loved or cherished for who you are. If possible, keep your thoughts on love itself, not on any one person who you love, but just on love and its wonderful attributes. Think of the fact that God is love. Your essence is still pure and untarnished, despite the constriction and obstruction that may have resulted in childhood, which created a certain personality. The reality is that if a person came from a highly dysfunctional family, this personality structure will be extremely rigid and restricting. Whereas if you came from a highly functional family, the personality structure would be lighter and more flexible. Those who have come from highly dysfunctional families can take heart in knowing that the essence within us is completely intact and is always looking for ways to manifest itself. When you are able to keep all thought of personality out of mind, you will find that love will spring up inside you as a fountain of everlasting love and life and fill your consciousness through and through. Remember, no matter how painful your early experiences might have been, your essence cannot be harmed. Our spirit is yearning to break free, to express itself, 
to come back to life, to be in the world in the way that it was meant to be. And yet, ironically, we fear this. We fear and resist opening up to that which is most real in us. When we learn to trust the process and give ourselves over to it, our true nature comes forth. The result then is integrity, love, authenticity, creativity, understanding, guidance, joy, power, and peace. All of the qualities that we would like our personality to be.